Talk with Sam podcast, y'all. Just Talk with Sam podcast. Just put your name on it. You don't talk about it. Be about it. I But it's obvious if y'all just listen, we, we never write this out. What's up, what's up? It's your man Sam, host of Just Talk With Sam Podcast. Just Talk With Sam Podcast. Man, we got a good one for you guys today. Got a special guest coming to the podcast. We're going to take you all to church today. We got Miss Karen Gibson coming to the podcast. Those who know Miss Karen Gibson, she needs no introduction. She is a gospel powerhouse, the godmother of gospel. She rocking it over there in the UK. Most people may know her. As the conductor of the choir of the royal wedding, yes, Prince Harry, uh, Meghan Markle, that wedding. Um, Karen Gibson has a new album out. It's called Stand By Me. And on accompanied to that, she's on a tour called the Stand By Me Tour. And they're going to their second leg of the tour, which is hidden here, our home, the U.S. Um, it's weird to say that when you have an international guest, because you say home, home means different things to different people. And she's coming to the second leg of the tour here in the U.S. All the information for the Stand By Me tour can be found at KingdomChoir.com. The U.S. and Canada tour dates are there. You can um, get her on IG personally at Miss Karen Gibson or IG, Twitter, and Facebook for everything relating to the Kingdom Choir. It can be found at, you guessed it, IG, Twitter, and Facebook, the Kingdom Choir. Now, I'm going to do my best to be on my best behavior because you know how we get down on this podcast. We get a little wild, but I bring every now and then, we bring the gospel. We take y'all to church. We have good time talking about this and I got a lot of questions for Miss Karen Gibson because she's captivating she's she's just plain interesting just lovely to talk to she's awesome period point blank but before we jump into all the interview the podcast itself 
I want to direct everyone to the home of everything related to Just Talking With Sam podcast. That is samshownation.com. Yes, samshownation.com. Your home for everything related to the Just Talking With Sam podcast can be found at our website, our home, our epicenter, our ground zero, samshownation.com. And if you go to samshownation.com, you click that donate button by hitting that donate button. Who are we kidding? This has always been a crowdsourced podcast. Hey, click that donate button and give to this podcast. Whatever makes you feel like a good person when you hit that donate button goes right back to this podcast to make it a bigger better greater more powerful podcast where we can do cool stuff like we're doing right now um along with that maybe you're one of those people who want to donate put it to the podcast but you want a little bang for your buck you want to show your love you want to show your words you can always go to samtronation.com you click that store link right there you can go to Just Talking With Sam store. You can get all your swag, whether that be t-shirts, whether that be hats, whether that be stickers. All your Just Talking With Sam swag can be delivered right then and there on that page. You can go, you can show your love, you can do all of that. It's all right there. Speaking of the podcast, you can always go to samshownation.com. You click that podcast link, and by clicking the podcast, you, yes, you, Right there. Hit that podcast link. You catch up on all the podcasts that you may have missed. It's all right there on the podcast page. You can listen to it right there. But hey, maybe you listen to podcasts. Um, maybe you got your own thing. We're currently on Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or whatever podcast can be heard. And on top of that, we are... The granddaddy of them all, the home, the start, the zenith of podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes. One thing we actually do is go to samshownation.com. You click that iTunes link. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Say, hey, I really like this guy. This guy has great interviews with people named Karen Gibson. Five stars. Hey, I really wish this guy would shut up sometime and let Karen Gibson talk five stars please rate and review this podcast it's all right there we're having a great time and i love reading your reviews it is beautiful when i get a chance to sit down and read the review so please go to samtronation.com my apple itunes listeners please subscribe rate and review the podcast we got a few sponsors this week before we jump into this podcast with the great karen gibson the first sponsor this week is the good folks at Target. Yes, new sponsor of the podcast, but they quickly are gaining momentum. Yes, Target has a lot of good deals. We're getting around that time where you're about to hit those stores. But one way you can avoid that line is go to samtronation.com. You click that Target link. If you are a red card um, participant, whether that be the debit card or the credit card, you, my Target listeners, you can save... 5% every day on every purchase, whether that be in-store or online every time. Maybe you're not a red card person, and you just want to skip the line. No problem. You can go to samshownation.com, you click that link, and you can go to Target. And by going to Target, you can order right there, and they can have it ready for you at your friendly neighborhood Target. You go to your Target, and you can get everything that you may need without waiting in the lines. I love it. It's awesome. And starting the day, you know, Target is featuring great deals on, you know, 
great deals and savings. More specifically, up to $10 off Halloween costumes, decor, lighting, decorations. It's all right there. We're getting around that time. Halloween is right around the corner, and we don't want you out there like that. So please go to samsonation.com. You click that Target link and get all your uh, Halloween needs right then and there. Um, Also, women's boots. The reason I bring up women's boots, I know it's random, but I stay in the Midwest and it's getting cold. And one thing that my wife has, like, if the temperature falls below 65 degrees, she's rocking her boots because she get a little cold. You can go to Target, go to samsonation.com, you click that Target link, and you can get some stylish women's boots from $25 and up, or up to $20 off AirPods when you buy them online at samshownation.com. It is the winter season. We're getting there. We're getting in the fall, winter. It's getting cold out. You know where I go? Okay. You know where I kind of go? Okay. You know where sometimes I'm adjacent to? The gym. And when I am in the gym, I break out those AirPods because I want to drown myself in 90s hip-hop as I run on this treadmill. The best way to get yourself ready is to go to samshownation.com. You click that Target link, you can get yourself some AirPods. And they are $20 off when you go to samshownation.com. You click that link, and you can... Go ahead, get $20 off those AirPods. That and more savings when you go to samshownation.com. You click that Target link. If you're a rare card member, if you're not, whatever they got is all right there. Everyday exclusives at Target.com via samshownation.com. Hey, I know I'm talking about that time of the year. You know what time it is? Football time. And it is alive and kicking like a healthy horse. The NFL is up and running, and I'm loving every piece of it. But one thing we need you to do, if you are an NFL fan like me, or you know an NFL fan, you, yes, you can go to samshownation.com. You go to current promotions page. You click that nflshop.com link. We're getting around that time where you can intercept cancer with the Crucial Catch Collection at nflshop.com via samshownation.com go to samshownation.com you click that link and yes you can support the nfl and its partners in their efforts to fight cancer the nfl teams players the nfl players association and the american cancer society are doing their part to help turn the tide against cancer it is disease that impacted fans and friends everywhere you can buy Crucial Catch hoodies, t-shirts, hats, polo shirts, and more to support the National Football League and the team that of your choosing. Maybe you like me. you a Lions fan. You could be like my man Bash from Act Accordingly Podcast. He rocks with those uh, San Francisco 49ers. Maybe you are a Chargers fan. Maybe you like the Browns. Maybe the four of you out there still rocking those Miami Dolphins. Whatever team you are, their efforts to fight cancer is crucial. And they wish you all the best with the Crucial Catch gear that is available at 
NFLshop.com via SamShowNation.com and you can get free shipping on all orders over $49 by using the promo code FOOTBALL at checkout. That offer, some exclusion may apply, the offer is limited so you may want to hurry up. But please, go to SamShowNation.com and you can get the crucial catch for to stop cancer. Intercept cancer by going to SamShowNation.com Click the NFLshop.com link, Intercept Cancer, the Crucial Catch Collection. And lastly, and certainly not leastly, the granddaddy of them all, Amazon.com. Amazon.com. Let me tell you something. You can go to Amazon.com. In the search bar, you type the kingdom Choir, and you will be treated to my guest and their album Stand By Me you may get some royal wedding stuff you may get their Christmas album the Kingdom Choir has been doing this thing for a while you can get their other album Strange Fire a lot of people ain't talking about that but because we talking about Stand By Me but all the Kingdom Choir stuff can be found right then and there so please, I ask you to go get the King of the Choir Stand By Me, get their album. I'm pretty sure my guests would greatly appreciate that. And you can listen to the song that, that personally, I am enchanted by this. I, I saw it with the Royal Wedding. You know what? Before we jump into this interview, go to SamTronNation.com. You click that Amazon link, type in the King of the Choir. That's, that's the Amazon plug for right now. But one thing I am going to do, I'm going to start off this podcast. I'm going to play the song that got everybody up and running everybody in the uproar that is stand by me by the kingdom choir and after that we're gonna jump into this podcast and we'll get to going see you guys in a few I won't cry, no I, I 
shed a tear just as long as you stand stand by me song that we all know stand by me sung at the royal wedding conducted by our guest who will be calling in Ms. Karen Gibson um alright alright Sam listen what, what you, uh, hey Tasha how you doing I didn't even get a chance oh, to okay. say hi to listen what what happened no uh, I just I'll let it happen you know I, I, I'll say what I have to say later go ahead look they on tour. Um, the Kingdom Choir. Please visit the tour site, kingdomchoir.com. They're doing U.S. and Canada. This is the second leg of their tour. Mm-hmm. They did a lot of stuff in um, United Kingdom. Clearly. Clearly did stuff. You know, Meghan Markle wedding. Prince. Uh, look, Carson Wentz looking dude. I know, Prince Harry. I, I know. I just tossed it out there. He, he don't look like Carson Wentz. I didn't say he didn't. All right, look. We in the throes of fantasy football at this. But this fantasy football has nothing to do with it us. It doesn't. Karen Gibson, um, leader, conductor of the Kingdom Choir. Um, I just played Stand By Me. That's the song everybody know. Mm-hmm. Now, that they're on tour, but the album is out, too. The album's also called Stand By Me. Oh. And man, she got some gems on that. She do that thing where she take secular music mm-hmm. and make it gospel. Yeah. Or she did one with Beyonce's Halo. Alright, alright. You know what? Hold on. She did one with Coldplay Fix You. Oh, that's the one I have to hear. Yo. Then I love me some Coldplay. If no one knows that about me, I love Coldplay. Alright, I'm going to say this. Beehive, don't get at me. Actually, I could be reached through my. Yeah, he can be reached at all his social media. My sites. good buddy, um, 
Brandon, you know, you know, he, he kinda looked got a couple tastes of that a couple weeks ago. I see it, he didn't check it, quote unquote. And I wanna say this before we jump to this interview. I'm listening. I wanna give a shout out to my buddies, Bash and Z at Act Accordingly Podcast. If for nothing else, this is an Easter egg. Easter egg open a couple episodes ago. I stopped the entire podcast, talked to Bash, and say like this: "What an Easter egg is." Mm-hmm. This is a goddamn Easter egg. You you're saying that on this on this podcast? You using that? What do you word, mean? That word you just used. What what what, what do you mean? The, the GD word you just used. All right. What are you trying to say? Look, this is Bash and Z. Now I ain't talking about Karen. I understand that, but I still need you to pretend like you're talking to her. All right. Look. What? Are you doing that thing where you say be on your best behavior? Yes. Are you doing that thing mm-hmm. where... I'm doing exactly that. Why? Because you don't know how to act sometimes. Alright, look. I get it. She's part of ministry. I won't have to stand She's quietly in the corner. And get did a lot of good stuff. I know how to hold an interview. I know how to be a good dude. I know you know how to do it. I never, I'm a good I, dude. Because I don't I like doubt it. your capabilities. But you be tripping sometimes. So I got to hold in all... All that heat right now I got for Bash. Mm-hmm. His nine Easter egg telling self. Okay, I'm going to give you... I'm, I'm, I'll give you... Say what you got to say about Bash. Alright, let me tell you something about Bash. I want my time back. I want my six minute... You know what? Let's just chalk it up. The seven minutes back. I had to... If You got to go listen to Act Accordingly with Bash and Z. I want my seven minutes back because I hear about this Easter egg. He gives us his Netflix homework assignment, and the only thing the guy said act accordingly. It's not an Easter egg, dog. That that's coincidence at best. So I went out of my way, knowing this podcast was coming. I I am very excited to talk to Karen Gibson, and if you go back. I sit uh, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. sitting with BK, just doing a normal podcast. I stopped the entire podcast and said, "Now this is a goddamn Easter egg." That is quote I'm quoting at this point. I got you. And we talk about making Halo a gospel song, knowing I was going to have this interview. Halo. That's how you do an Easter egg. Halo. Now that's if you're in charge of an Easter egg. That is the rules of Easter egg. Okay. Now, my man Bastardamus may be looking at me like something wrong with me, which he should. It is a little bit. I just need my seven minutes back. I wish. If he's listening to this. Mm -hmm. Nah, nah, because he's listening. Because I need to just take seven minutes of his life that he's never got for, like, a no payoff. Wow. I just need like cause I'm I'm looking I watched the, I watched the Netflix show and I'm doing this alright what are you talking about alright and then when I heard it this this is it I mean alright whatever I'll give a Bash and Z another day another time Bastardamus if you are the Bastardamus I know you to be you already see this coming I mean alright <laughs> that in itself is an inside joke it's not an Easter egg. It's an inside joke between two podcasts. Mm-hmm. Z, you off the hook? Z is off the hook. 
because he was just as annoyed by this. He said, I will say this. I think I'm just thoroughly annoyed by Bash right now because did you know he didn't know the 23rd of September? I thought you were about to say the 23rd of Psalms. I was about to say, okay, Sam. Okay, first of all, that's questionable right there. You know, I got to ask him about that too. But please don't. All right. This ain't got nothing to do with bash. Like, I don't want to bash bash right now. I don't want to bash bash. But I'm just saying, like, uh, my man didn't know the earth went in fire. You cannot. Okay. In bash. No. No, no, you don't defend him. I'm going to say this. Hi, bash. And see? Um, You're the accordion. I'm going to say this. You are the accordion. You are the accordion. Is African. He's our African brother. So I know he knows. He said that on the podcast. He actually said that. He's our African brother. From the motherland. Of Egypt. You know what? But I digress. Alright, let's go. Alright. So, Zia, since you are our African brother. You gotta school him on Earth when a fire. You should know. You really gotta school him. Now, Zia, from, again, our African brother, Zia. Yeah. He don't know it. I got some questions. I got nothing. Shout out to DJ M80. Just, just because. I just I alright look shout out to DJ M80 that guy's awesome period 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 I, I I if we could clone the DJ you know I don't want a DJ M80 I want them to have the original I thought about if we could clone one no you don't need to clone one hey that guy's awesome period point blank end of story bash man tighten up god man tighten up wow alright look He's talking to you like you're like you're a prostitute, baby. No, it's just tighten up. I just <sighs> Yep, you did. Look, man, I was I, I'm just putting my feelings. I was uh-huh. no. thoroughly annoyed. You didn't know who Earth with a fire was. You can't get mad at that now. Listen. I, yeah, I can. You can't. I did. Because I mean, I don't it know, did on top I don't of know that. how strong Bash's African connection is. Really? That's a human Earth when it, You know what We're gonna let it slide We'll let it slide You know what's gonna happen What I'm being Extra critical On my man you I'm think? being extra critical You think And he's gonna come back And he's gonna do Something awesome He probably know All the words of September Maybe He gonna do something awesome And I'm gonna feel low mm-hmm. So Even players mess up That's his mulligan That's You know what Let's do this Oh, yeah, I see yeah, the yeah. red light on the phone. Let's get in the car and get you. You got any questions for Karen? Um, Look at you! I got a question for you. Don't mess this up. Yeah, behave. All right, this Karen. Don't cuss, okay? I love you. Don't cuss. Am I asking too much? Well, let's find out. Let's answer this phone. Here go Karen Gibson. Um, <laughs> but Miss Gibson, thank you so much for just um. Give us a few moments of your time to um, for this interview on the podcast. Um, no problem. Like I know you on tour, right? Well, tour. How's the tour going so far? Right. So what you should know is that there's leg one and leg two of the tour. So we finished leg one, and that was absolutely fantastic. It was such fun, and it included a singing at the Hollywood Bowl. With the legendary Gladys Knight. That's awesome. So, yeah, it really was awesome. So that was great. We sung in Las Vegas also, and San Jose and Santa Barbara. 
But now we're about to embark on leg two, and that's when the hard work will really begin. We'll be singing at um, 27 venues in total, all over America. So we leave on Sunday for that. So we're very excited. Okay. Um, I mean, I know I'm not the first person to say this. Much like everyone else, um, just seeing you at the Royal Wedding, and we're going to jump into that. I got to ask, can you wrap your head around life right now? <laughs> I mean, like, just when you sit down, you break down God's favor, you see the opportunities yeah. you've gotten. Yeah. Like, I like in order to get ready for this interview, I try to... Yeah do some homework and try not to sound like everyone else and ask the same questions that everyone else has asked. Right. Like you're oh, on that's a, okay. <laughs> you're on a list of London's most influential people. Um Yeah, that's a bit crazy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's why I asked. How like here's some of the nicknames I was encouraged to call you. You have nicknames. Oh oh you are yeah. London's gospel powerhouse. The Godmother right. of Gospel. <laughs> that one's funny. That one is very funny. <laughs> you recently got a chance to take your mom to Buckingham Palace. Yeah, that was great. That and was a lot of fun. Out of all of this, you're pretty much a down-to-earth, low-key person. Has notoriety been an adjustment? Um, I, it has. I'm going to be honest. Getting stopped down there road when you're just going to the shops <laughs> or you're going to the to the laundry um is it's it's still incredible i mean i think it's nearly it's nearly a year and a half after the event and people still recognize me mostly because of my hair to be fair and people are still really excited and, and thankful and you know grateful so this it's be you know i keep forgetting that you know now the platform that I'm standing on means that people will see me and and recognize me and I I have to be aware of that I'm still I'm still getting used to it to be honest with you okay okay that's fair and, I, and when people say hello yeah 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 I think so well uh, Karen like let's just jump right into it like the rural wedding yeah. that's where a lot of people kind of know you from myself included yeah. However, yeah, yeah. Uh, what a yeah. lot of people don't know is before the royal wedding, uh, the Kingdom Choir has performed for many notable individuals such as Queen Elizabeth II, Bill Clinton, yeah. Desmond Tutu, yeah. Nelson Mandela, yeah. and watch this, yeah. on a much lower extent, the Spice Girls and Elton John. <laughs> Isn't that weird? For a while, you were England's best kept secret. I'm very curious. How does it feel to be like this? I, I guess the go-to person where no one's talking about you, but the yeah. people you're entertaining, and then overnight you become this 22-year overnight sensation. Uh, I it I I can't even quantify it or yeah I can't quantify it for you. It's just very weird, and we still pinch ourselves and say, "What are we doing here? 
how did this really happen? So it's, it's, it's like an undreamt dream. That's what I would say to you. It's like a dream, but I didn't dare dream. That's what I would say. That's fair. Now, yeah. um, I am unfamiliar with the gospel community in um, London. Uh, yeah. Pretty much all I know is uh, Levine Hudson and Misha Paris. Uh, That's all I know. Yeah, and really, uh, and so they, uh, I would say that Misha Paris, um, I think that her platform is much broader than gospel now. She was very, very popular on the gospel scene. I, I would say about a good 20 years ago. And our lovely Levine Hudson passed away um, last year sometime. Right. But I would also like you to know that um, the gospel community is much, much broader than those two names that you have given me. And it's a thriving scene. I mean, you have gospel in the churches, obviously. Mm-hmm. You have gospel... In the schools, we have many, many community gospel choirs where the members are not necessarily um, Christian. And you have gospel music blowing up in Europe as well. So it's you know, gospel music is huge in London, in England, and in Europe. Um, the reason I say like that's all I know is because it's funny you you talk about Misha Paris is because of her crossover appeal in which you got a chance to kind of pull back the curtain a little bit and see that she has come up in you know gospel music and then when you go back and put it's like an onion you keep peeling those layers back and peeling those layers back now yeah, yeah. the reason I'm bringing up them is to kind of go back to you because yeah. you weren't always performing for dignitaries, pop stars, and anyone else that was at that. Like, you, in the beginning, grew up in a black Pentecostal tradition where, yes. and, I, and I'm quoting, where you um, was quoted to say that singing is the thing. And hmm. can you tell me some of the people that inspired you or, or made oh. you feel alive and made you want to sing? Yeah, uh, I've got to firstly mention the Wyland's brothers. They were our very, they're the reason why we started singing. Hey, hey, right here in Detroit, <laughs> of course. Oh, we know the Wyland's. Yeah, and, and the reason is because actually I never meant to sing. I, that wasn't my, my thing. I, both my sister and I are classically trained. And um, we had started a gospel wind quintet. So I played the oboe. And three of our friends played the clarinet, and another friend played the bassoon. And we would go around the churches and we'd play these musical instruments. So we were friends and we'd hang out with each other. There were five of us. And then the Winers brought out their debut album. I think it was 1981, but the album was um, The Winers Brothers. And the first song in it was The Question Is. Oh, I know that one. The Question. Right. The Question Is? Uh, Oh, boy. you brought back some memories yeah. with that one. Yeah. So if you listen to the intro, the intro is started by an oboe. And what did I play? The oboe. So I practiced the oboe part. And we just started to sing the song. And we fell into our harmonies. Nobody taught us what to sing. My sister jumped on the piano. And that's how we started singing. I started singing in a little 
a girl group of six. I added my stepsister and we were called New Dawn. That is how we started singing and who influenced me. Now, of course, after that, I got into Richard Smallwood, got to the Hawkins Singers, of course. We love Commission and Fred Habit. I'm sorry, it goes on and on and on. But we would wait avidly for the next best, biggest gospel album. All right, I just want to throw this out there because, uh, for starters, you're awesome and that you have great musical taste. But most of the the people that you just named have a strong Detroit, Michigan influence. And that's. And that's where we're where we're based out of. So like your name and stuff, I'm like, oh yeah, I know that person, or I know that person. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah. let's get back to the point. Like New Dawn. Now, yeah. New Dawn was formed, and how? What made New Dawn just kind of? Is it? I mean, I know there are members in the Kingdom Choir now. Yeah. New yes, Dawn, but right. what made it a thing where? where I guess where you sang and then you want to do something bigger with the Kingdom Choir okay so the Kingdom we also belong to um, a London wide gospel choir called the District Choir it belonged to my church it was the Church of God of Prophecy um, and out that choir some of the members went on to help out on a radio program the radio program was called uh, the gospel train and we on this program they would record the services but of course the services would also need a choir and we would go in and help out these choirs after a while they were just calling us to do things so I'd put members together from the district choir anyway this went on for a while and we got ourselves a reputation and one day we got a call from TV and they said oh we like your choir would you like to come and sing on our program? I said, yes, I'd love to do that. And they said, so what's your name? And I said, oh, we don't have a name because, of course, we'd only ever been the Gospel Train Host Choir. So they said, well, you'd better get a name by tomorrow. So that <laughs> night, I fell asleep, as you do, and um, I dreamt of the name The Kingdom Choir. Now, I didn't even know what it meant. I didn't know I hadn't, I didn't like the name, but I couldn't think of anything else. So when they called back the next day, that's the name I gave them. And that's when we became an entity, the Kingdom Choir. And that was in about 1994. That's how that happened. That's awesome. Um, Mm. Also around that time, well, excuse me, I take that back. A little past that, not only did you do well with the Kingdom Choir and you've helped and you taught music, but this, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, this love for music, it taught you and gave you more of an aspect to go back to, or I don't want to say go back to attend ministry school. Um, All right. Yeah, you went to Bethel. I did, yes, I did for nine months. Okay. nine months. Bethel has, and this is coming from a guy not attending ministry school, but... They have a certain reputation of not being, best case scenario, the most diverse place in the world. Was that more of a culture uh, shock? Uh, yes, absolutely. And I think if I had known um, what it was like there, I'd have never gone. What was it I like there? Never, um, well, it was 
as you say, not very diverse. I think in my year of about 700 people, there might have been maybe five, six black people. Okay. And then, of, and then of course, of those, I was in the minority because I was British. And there are about three or four of us from England and not many more others. But, you know, and also a lot of them were about half my age. And it felt like a lot of them came from middle America. So I was completely out of my comfort zone. So those were the challenging things. But I also have to say that some, those were some of the best years of my life that I learned so much and came back with tools to equip me to do this life. And I do often think that if I had never gone, would I be on the path that I am on now? I really, I really don't know. Now, I, re I really don't know. Now, as far as the path, I feel like I'm obligated to ask this question. And I know you have asked, you've answered this so many times, and I, I, I yeah. hate to sound like a broken record. Um, <laughs> but how did the royal wedding happen? You talk about the path, and that that yeah. has to be a huge turning point. I'm I'm sorry to beat the dead horse, <laughs> but you give me the, I, I I know I you laugh because he, here's what I here's as a guy I did not go out of my way to watch the royal wedding I, I just didn't sorry no that's fine I got it here's how I looked at it I yes. saw the royals and I saw Meghan Markle and I yeah. said oh that's the girl from Suits we yes, get yes, it yes. I, and <laughs> that is all and then yeah. I I just it, my wife DVR'd it and my wife said, look, if she DVR'd the royal wedding. She said, if you don't do nothing else, watch this part. And it was you guys. So I'm like, okay, y'all got a little soul. I see what's happening. So now I'm a guy who I don't exactly follow the royals. I just kind of know who they are and just let them happen around me. So for yeah, you yeah. to be, for lack of a better term, whisked into this world, how yeah. did that story happen? You were doing your own thing. You were already <laughs> part of the Kingdom Choir performing for dignitaries. So yeah, yeah. How? Oh, okay. So we, and we were already doing that own thing. However, at that time, I um, had come back from Bethlehem in two thousand nine, and. Um, I didn't start the choir up. I couldn't. I was a completely different person. And so the choir was really quiet until about 2013. So the point I'm making to you is that actually the choir was, we, we were at that time maybe rehearsing every other week. And it's just a group full of, a, a group, a small group of us. We'd meet in my front room. So at that time, we weren't actually doing very much at all. However, there was a young lady who used to be in the choir about 10, 11 years ago, and I hadn't seen her for many moons. And she rung me up out of the blue. And she said to me, Karen, I guess you're wondering why I'm calling. She got down to the point pretty quickly. And she said, Karen, you're going to get a call. And I said, really? She goes, yes. 
but I can't tell you what it's about, but Karen, it's big. Now, it turns out that this young lady was very good friends with a member of Prince Charles' staff. And it turns out that Prince Charles is the one that um, likes gospel choir. Everybody thinks it's Megan, but it was actually at the invitation. That, that's where I was buttoning. If I had to guess, I thought it was Megan too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody said that. And in fact, sometimes in the media, they'll call us Megan's choir, which is a little bit, um, I think, a bit cheeky because I think Harry was also at the wedding. So at least call us Harry and, Meg, uh, Harry and Megan's choir. But anyway. That's another point for another day. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes, that's why we're at the Royal Wedding, because Prince Charles actually loves gospel music. And to be fair, back in 2010, I took one of my youth choirs, or one of my school choirs, to perform at Buckingham Palace. And after the performance, there were several other people performing, but after the performance, he headed straight for the gospel choir and really took an interest in those girls. And that's you know, when my respect for him um, really went through this really lovely guy, very, very interested in my little gospel choir. That's awesome. And mm. that one phone call of that one memory made him think of you when it came down to one of, probably one of the most, obviously one of the most important events that year. Yeah, but um, that's pretty cool. Now, Here's something I heard. This is a rumor. Please confirm or deny this. If I'm wrong, just tell me. Yeah. I was told that the couple did not like your first few versions of Stand By Me. <laughs> a little yeah. bit told me that. <laughs> You're quite right. It wasn't the first few. It was the first 11 Wow. <laughs> yeah. Because um, they wanted a version. We didn't quite understand what they were looking for. But what they asked for was something with less beat. They said, can we, um, can we strip it back and pare it right down? And of course, you know the original. You know how it goes. You know it's got, right. you know, a groove and a beat. I, I didn't, I didn't understand. So we were sending in all these versions and they were not working out. We even went to meet them and uh, we took a keyboard player, took a few of the singers and we just cobbled something together on the spot. I mean, it was so basic, but as soon as they heard us singing, they said, yes, that's it. And you could feel something shift in the room, but it was so basic and so plain. We could not believe that that's what they wanted. So we took it away and we added, you know, a few bells and whistles. And they said, no, we want what you did. And we tried again. They said, no, it's too indulgent. Tried again. Until we ran out of time. And we, ran, we arrived at the royal wedding day <laughs> without them ever hearing the final version first. So wait, you uh, got... Okay, please continue. Hold on. I... <laughs> so we actually um, had sent them 11 versions of the song. And they had said no each time. And then we just ran out of time. And so the twelfth version is the version that nearly 2 billion people heard on their TVs or radios or whatever. But it was never, ever sanctioned or approved because we had no more time. So... And I'm and I'm only just 
nitpicking here. I just want to I just want to make it plain. I'm only doing this because this is an interview and I ask questions. You can confirm. Um, that last one wasn't hmm. sanctioned or given confirmed. So no. technically, would it been twelve versions? Yes, twelve Tec- versions. Like I said, I'm 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 splitting hairs. Like I said, so all right. Well, I guess if half a billion people <laughs> think it's all right, I guess you could just roll with well, it. Yes, I think I think so. It seems to have done something for people. I mean, people still remember the choir and still stop me down the road, as I said. And I, I do feel that people were really, it's you know, people of color particularly really owned the wedding and they felt so pleased to see themselves and represented there. And, and apart from people of colour, I mean, everybody just really enjoyed the song. I was so surprised. Nobody was more surprised than me. Well, Stand By Me did a lot, and you, you kind of know that people of colour, because it was, it was, unfortunately, um, the Royals do have this, it, it's so many protocols, so many pop and circumstance, where... You can't necessarily let your hair down. You can't necessarily do these things without fitting a protocol. So you can't, there's no room for freestyling and making some of your own. Meaning, when you take a group of people who are just very good at taking something, remixing it and bringing it back out to make it this new thing, you kind of shut down a few people. So to see you guys do that, sorta, yeah. that that was yeah. that. Now that's what I took out of it. But speaking yeah. of Stand by Me, I want to talk about this album because once again, okay. in preparation for this interview, in preparation for the tour, I had to do homework on the album, and I listened to this album. I want to say yeah. three times from back to forward, and I just wrote down notes. Yeah. Now, these notes aren't criticisms. These notes are just my own personal feelings. And I want to give you the biggest thank you. Because when we sit here and talk about people of color, I listen to that album. And I feel so good. I want to thank you for nothing else. If, If you take nothing else out of this interview, I want to give you a thank you for Coldplay's Fix You. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you for adding some soul. All right, look. Since we're, we're we've been talking for over twenty minutes, I consider us friends yeah. at this point. I want to give you a yeah. little backstory with me and that song. Oh, okay. okay. Here's the backstory with Coldplay. Just as a group, we're not talking about fix you. We'll get there. But Coldplay as a group, I grew up on the east side of Detroit, Michigan. Mm-hmm. You don't know what that is. You will because you're coming on tour. And you're going to get yeah. a little education of what that is. Yeah. And it's hard as a young black guy, hip hop is all around, R&B yeah. is all yeah. around. Then you show yeah. up with Coldplay. Granted, mm. great musicians. However... Yeah. Is not exactly the most popular thing. And when no. you take a song like Fix You, which has a 
deep and powerful meaning behind it. Sometimes yeah. some people can't get behind the voice that's singing it. So yeah. Yeah. Coldplay, let alone Fix You, never got a chance. So when you guys got it, you remixed it and you made it a, a gospel anthem. Which is, wow. which is weird in itself because never in a million years I would ever hear Coldplay in a church. You guys get it? <laughs> you made it in the church and you guys have this great... Now I'm going back to the album as a whole. You guys got this great way of mixing secular and spiritual music together in a way where both parties agree. Usually... Yeah. They're usually at odds. Was that a calculated yeah. choice? Or was that something that that just like a happy accident? It wasn't an accident. I would say that it was um, calculated. And I think we were very much influenced by the response that we had to Stand By Me. Which, to all intents and purposes, is a secular song. Mm -hmm. But actually... The song was originally a spiritual. I don't know if you know that. It was, um, it used to, be, it was written by Sam Cooke and a gentleman, I think his name Alexander Douglas. And it was first written as a spiritual. And so we, we wouldn't, as a gospel choir, we wouldn't want to sing a secular song. We'd want to do gospel. But the royal couple requested it. So then, <clears throat> you know, we wrestled with it a little bit. And then my sister actually found where the song came from and the second verse is actually taken from psalms 46 so that really encouraged us and when we saw the response to the song we thought well what maybe what we should do is actually find other songs that will not necessarily come under the banner of gospel but really inspire people and have a strong message that people can take away and fix you was one of those and it was arranged by um, a gentleman by the name of Mark Delissa, a very talented uh, songwriter, workshop leader in his own right. And uh, yes, and he's he, he got some great um, arrangers in the choir, actually. We're very blessed. We have many, many talents in the choir. I mean, it is a powerful <laughs> album because not only did you do that with those two songs, like, you, you it, it is mind bending in a way where I alright I'm going to say this be have be nice Beyonce's <laughs> Halo yeah. now that is a song in which I I have told my niece while walking into church hey we ain't listening to that this morning we, 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 we got to listen to church music well, let's get in church hey turn that off and I saw how you guys uh, rearranged Halo where I can totally see that being an A and B selection. I can now see it where it was like, oh, oh my God, that is a gospel song. It, it is now, you know. <laughs> and when you when you take these songs, these these powerful songs, um, I don't know if that's a. I here's one of the notes I wrote: a gateway drug, because. When you're when you're singing, whatever you do in ministry, your your job is to save souls. Yeah. That, that's just your job. And since yeah. that's your job, it I call it like your album, the gateway drug, because 
there are a few people who who didn't have the luxury of growing up with Christ or don't know no, nothing about the Word. However, yeah. when they hear your music, which is most of it on this album, was secular. They can say, "Hey, I know yeah. that." And then yeah. you take these breadcrumbs to find gospel music, and you take these breadcrumbs. Why is gospel music prevalent in the community? And then you take these breadcrumbs, and you go further and further and further. Um, this is now. I know I'm getting super deep, super super quick. <laughs> but okay. um, I, I can't get with it. But this is, and I wish I could take credit from this. I don't know if you ever read this book. This is a book from. It's called When Heaven Invades Earth by Bill Johnson. Yes, I read it. I read it. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. All right. I, look, I, that's what I'm just saying. This it's a modified version of that idea, yes. which you want to you want to. I, I call it the gateway drug because you want to show that these these aren't exclusive things. There's a humanity in secular. And spiritual, in which this bridge can cross. So I, you know what? Let me shut up. I'm working on something, and it's not really thought out. But I think we're on the right track here. Is that yeah something? Yes, completely agree with you. So when you, you know, the kind of Bethel ethos is that actually there is no sacred and no secular. That actually God is in everything. Now, we've taken these secular songs, which, you know, granted, I would never have sung them. They would never have been my natural choice. But it all depends on the spirit with which you sing something. It depends on what you're releasing at the time of singing. And that's, I feel, is what the difference is here. So when we are singing, we're very intentionally releasing Holy Spirit into the song and into... Um, the delivery of the song and <clears throat> what was the greatest surprise to me is that actually people receive them as such they receive the song in the way that we are intentionally releasing them they are not thinking oh that's a secular song they shouldn't be singing that they're actually having encounters with God and getting healing and how do I know because we went on tour in England earlier this year and some of the testimony that came back were just mind-blowing. I, hold on, sorry. I, hold I, on one second. Okay. Yes, sir. So, um, yeah. So, really, just really incredible. And um, so it taught me a lesson, Sam. It really taught me a lesson that, you know, I've grown up in the church, a cradle Christian almost. I thought that things had to be one way, but God is not to be boxed, and the way that he works, it, it can't be boxed. That's what I have found out. And so, you know, it really does depend on the spirit with which you sing and perform and deliver. And I, people receive it as such. And I, you know what? I, I just want to put a pin in it right there because you're, you're, you're 100% right. I want everyone under the sound of my voice to get the album... Uh, stand by me from the Kingdom Choir. Um, is it cool if we play a few songs going in and out of this oh. interview? Because um, please do. And I want people to hear this. 
And I know I ate up a lot of your time. This was supposed to be a 10 minute thing, but you, <laughs> I, honestly, Karen, you are what we call on this podcast new old friends. It's like we started Aww. off and you just, we just, we just start gabbing and then, then here we are. I want Aww, everyone under the sound of my voice to see you guys live because I only assume the feeling that you got overseas, you got in London, you will get that over here. Well, technically, this is overseas to you. So um, I only assume that you're going to get that here as well, where people are going to have that same visceral reaction of your music. But in the meantime, are you guys on social media? We are. So um, we're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. And we're on Facebook. So, and we have our own website, kingdomchoir.com. You'll find us on Instagram and Facebook as The Kingdom Choir. And also Twitter, The Kingdom Choir. But you can also reach us via our website, kingdomchoir.com. Very easy. Okay, yeah. Nothing complicated about that. And, no. Oh, uh, uh, Karen, thank you so much for just giving us a little bit of your time, a little bit of your message. Oh, yeah. And... Um, I know you guys, I want you guys to have a great second leg of the tour because this is, I mean, this is something that needs to be shown. It needs to be said. It's, the wedding was good. We talk about yeah. gateway drugs. The, the wedding was <laughs> only the tip of the iceberg. What you guys are doing right now, and which I, I assume and I hope God's will shake on you where you continue to do good things. It can only go up from here. So, thank Thank you so much, Karen. Bless you. Really appreciate um, being on your podcast. Real honor. Oh, thank you. Uh, Pleasure was all mine. Thank you so much. All right. Bless you. Take care now. All right. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.
That was Halo by the Kingdom Choir and Karen Gibson. Please get the album. It's called Stand By Me. Or if they come into a city near you, please visit them on tour. That was such a good talk with Karen. No swear. That's another thing. I didn't I'm swear. Proud of you. Um, another thing. I don't know. Um, you, need a, you need a cookie for not. I gave her props about uh, the Coldplay thing. Look, that rendition of halo beehive behave but i love that one a little bit better than the original it's like a 1a 1b situation because when you get a choir involved nothing against beyonce it was just her in the song and it was it was awesome but having the choir show up Uh and they rearranged it in a way where it's is legitimately a gospel song bash Okay, I'll leave it alone. I'll leave it alone. I don't know. I don't know. That's <laughs> I'll leave it alone. That is the Easter egg. You're going a little rogue there, Sam. I'm just saying. Oh, I get what you're saying. That is an Easter egg that paid off. Okay. That That's it. End of story. I feel like. He feels. I feel like I'm going to hear about that later. I'm sure you will. <laughs> Um, I have no doubt. But speaking about hearing something later, Karen Gibson of the Kingdom Choir, man, hit her up on IG at Miss Karen Gibson. She gave out the information, but I want to say it again. The Kingdom Choir on IG, all one word, the Kingdom Choir on Twitter, and the Kingdom Choir on Facebook. That was great. That was a great interview. Something that was supposed to be like 10 minutes. Uh And she made the time for us. She, Thank you, Mr. Like Mayor. another reason, by recording this, I'm I was looking at the clock mm-hmm. with UK time. Mm-hmm. If my if I'm correct, wait five hours ahead. So this this interview was taking place at like eleven thirty at night. Wow, for her. So to stay well, up, thank, thank you so and rocking with us and doing all yeah, man. That that's big because it could have been this. No, you wake up early Good and talk man. to me when it's you time to convene. Like yeah, four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So I want to thank Karen Gibson. Please check her out. Please, when she come to a city near you, the Kingdom Choir. I dropped the man. I I. What is what was your thoughts? You're I show I show you a little tongue tied there, baby. I show a little um. I know the word a little bit. Like I'm dropping gems. Like I'm looking at you while I conducted this interview, and you like as you should. I'm there's a there's a level where it's like, where the hell did he learn that? Listen, I'm not mad. When I, when I dropped that um the Bill Johnson quote, when I dropped that um when heaven invades earth, you looked at me like what? Whoa, whoa, guy. I'm mad at you. Breaking out um little. Gems, you looked at me like with the Misha Paris thing and the Levine Hudson. You like, whoa, whoa! I didn't see this coming. Listen, Sam, I, I, I'm not. I'm never surprised with the things you know. You're always surprised with the things I know. That's fair. Um, now that we got that out of the way, guys, please visit. Dang shame. <laughs> please visit the Kingdom Choir when they come to a city near you. You know what? Here's what I want to do. We're about to get out of here. But I do want to close this podcast with a word of prayer. 
Um, no, no. Karen already gave us a blessing. I'm going to heaven. Um, there we go. You don't know that. No, no, Kevin. Karen, Karen did it. Karen did it. You we're, go we're good. Hey, Karen did it. You can't go to heaven. Off the that, that's a reference. Karen. I got a pretty good reference. So, yeah, we're good. Whatever. Um, but I do want to close this podcast with the most soulful rendition of Coldplay's Fix You. I made sure I brought that up. If for nothing else, thank you. Growing up in the city of Detroit, it's hard to be a Coldplay fan here. I don't give a crap. Okay, I love me some Coldplay, and I will. It, I ain't afraid to say it. That don't make it easier. It's just oh, yeah. harder. <laughs> it's just hard. Listen, but I don't. I don't know who you cry your thug tears. Listen, that's the thing. You can't do that with I Coldplay. Cry, I cry thug tears of Coldplay. I will say this. I want to thank Karen for just being on the podcast. That that means a lot. Um, as far as the podcast itself, it all can be found at samshownation.com. Samshownation.com for everything related to the Just Talk with Sam podcast. Um, also, we are on Instagram, Just Talk with Sam, no G and talking. Same thing with Facebook, Just Talk with Sam, no G and talking. Mm-hmm. Um, also, feel free to send us emails. Just talk with Sam, no you know, G talking at gmail.com. Well, I want to hear your comments. No, no I do. I'm joking. It was a joke. I do. I Like, I take the good with the bad. We want all the smoke. All right. You know? Now, I, I guess. Now, yeah. Um. So, that's us right now. I want to thank our buddy one more time, Karen Gibson, for calling the thank podcast. You, um. Didn't swear. I was on my best behavior, you, according Jesus. to some people. And um, see you guys next week. Peace out, y'all.
you.